breaking but news. But it's, it's a long way to go. <laughs> oh, I, lo- I feel like this is like breaking news on the podcast. <laughs> well, now that I put it out there, I yeah. have to do it. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> where we get to know the staff at Carnegie Free. Thanks for joining us. Today we have with us Adrian Boygett. Adrian, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Justine. Good to be with you in the audience. Absolutely. Okay, would you start by sharing what you do here? My name is Adrian, and I'm one of the administrative assistants here on staff. (laughs) (laughs) All lies. uh, (laughs) um, I spend most of my day watching YouTube videos. Oh, my. (laughs) <laughs> and checking Facebook. That went downhill real fast. Yeah. No, that's none of those things are true. No, they're not. <laughs> none of those things are true. I, uh, I'm, I'm the lead pastor. Yeah. But who really cares about titles, right? There are no titles sure. in the kingdom of God. Um, but I get the honor of helping to lead the staff yeah. and uh, to serve with our wonderful elder board and mm. uh, finance team. Mm-hmm. And uh, the joy of of providing most of the preaching as well as the preaching plan Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, vision for the church. So that's that's my joy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay. Okay. Uh, The listeners know next we are just going to do 10 questions, get to know you. You ready? I'm ready as I'll ever be. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Number Uh, one What's your favorite movie genre? Uh, my favorite movie genre is probably suspense, thriller. Really? Uh-huh. Mm, okay. Okay. Number two, summer or winter? Summer, by far. Not even close. <laughs> the heat of summer, get out by a lake, go hiking, mm. all that good stuff. Yeah, summer. Okay. Number three, if you were to write a book, what would it be about? Oh, well, I've started writing a book. Really? Yes. I've started writing a book. It's uh. very, very slow. Writing is hard. Yeah. You know, I write for speaking all the time, Justine, but but writing to Mm. publish is difficult. I've published a little bit in the past, and Mm. I wrote a lot in seminary, obviously, but Mm -hmm. I've been working on a book tentatively called something like uh, Confessions of a Type A Contemplative. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So I... Oh, my gosh. I'm a type A, and... Uh, probably too driven at times. Hmm. I come from a wonderful, wonderful mother who sometimes struggled a little bit with workaholism, and, hmm. and there's mm-hmm. probably a little bit of that in me, and I can just drive too hard at times, but fortunately God, by His grace, has uh, kind of provided tonic for that hmm. over the years, which is contemplation, contemplation of Christ, union with Christ, spiritual disciplines, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that we talked about in the Unhurry Already yeah, series. Absolutely. So I've mm. uh, I've put together an outline, I put a little bit of meat on those bones, oh my goodness. but it's, it's a long way to go. Oh, <laughs> I, lo- I feel like this is like breaking news on the podcast. Well, now that I put it out there, I <laughs> yeah, have to do it. <laughs> I know, right? Now we are anxiously going to be yeah, watching yeah, Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> You'll be watching some <laughs> self-publishing website, I'm sure. <laughs> I love it. Okay, that's so fun. Oh, my gosh, I love that. Okay, number four. What's your favorite holiday tradition? Probably at Christmas time, one of the things that – we have a number of wonderful Christmas traditions, hmm. but um, I can be sentimental, hmm. especially around Christmas time. And uh, one of the things that we did growing up in my house was – 
write down our prayers to God and then put them in the fireplace. Oh, cool. Uh, after writing those. So it was huh. just between you and uh, and God, and no one else got to read those. Hmm. You could turn it into a paper airplane and hmm. a paper airplane and throw it in the fireplace. You can crumple it up, whatever you wanted to do. Hmm. That's something that we've continued to do with our kids oh, year fun. after year. And then another one that we do is we light candles, and then we bless each other on Christmas Eve and just find something that we can say about someone else in our circle, whether it be Susie, Elijah, or Silas. We each take a turn. We each hmm. decide who we're going to bless the, that year. Hmm. And as we light a candle, we looks, look each other in the eyes. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, praise is good. Praise is a good job. Encouragement is necessary. Encouragement says, this is why you've done a good job. This is mm-hmm. what I see specifically you've grown in. Mm-hmm. But blessing is really powerful. Blessing is, this is what I see in you. Hmm. And this is powerful mm-hmm. in you. This is good in you. And God is using this in you. Hmm. That's so cool. Okay. I can see why that would be a favorite. Okay, number five. Have you ever changed careers? Yes. Yes. Hmm. My first career was as a speech-language pathologist, hmm. as some of you know. Susie and I actually met in uh, graduate school for speech pathology, and I did that for three years. First, I was a, um, a stuttering therapist primarily. Hmm. Hmm. I did work with kids and adults with other language and learning uh, delays, disabilities, but my primary focus for, for a few years was at a place called the uh, the Center for Stuttering Therapy huh. in Denver and Boulder, mm. Colorado, two different offices, and I served as a stuttering therapist for people of all ages. Hmm. That's so cool. So how many years were you doing that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, some would say it was a waste, but <laughs> <laughs> no. after getting, uh, yeah, I, only three years. Wow. Um, okay. I, I, you know, I, I continue to keep my, my fingers in it for a while. Yeah. After when I made a shift into ministry, yeah. there are a handful of families that I continue to work with for a number of years. Oh, cool. And, huh. uh, and it comes up from time to time. There's My wife is still a speech therapist. She works yeah. at UNK, and from time to time she brings me in with a stuttering client, yeah. and I get to use that here oh, in town. Oh, that's so cool. So, mm-hmm. And that's we have awesome. a lot of that in my family, stutterings a genetic condition and really? I, I stutter and my dad does and really? uncles and huh. uh, many, many people in our family. So huh. it still comes in handy. That is so interesting. Okay. Oh, thanks for sharing. That's so fascinating. I had no idea. Okay. Do you have a bucket list and what's on it? <laughs> I do not have a bucket you list. You don't? No, oh my no. goodness. I mean, there's, there's things that what? I want to do, but okay. uh, <laughs> I'll make it all spiritual. I don't yeah. live in the future. <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> no, I live in the lame. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I there's, there's certainly things that I want to do, but yeah. one of my mm-hmm. weaknesses, Justine, is probably um, wanting experiences that I don't yet have. Oh, sure. And yep. so creating a bucket list uh, actually yep. cultivates that sense of covetousness. Yep, absolutely. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to fight fight that <laughs> no bucket list bucket lists are bad <laughs> no i'm not I'm saying kidding. that i'm I not i'm, I'm totally not saying that. i just don't have one totally don't put joking. words in my mouth <laughs> i'm not i'm joking <laughs> okay do you prefer social time or alone time <laughs> well there's the pastor answer and then there's the no, personal answer <laughs> give, give us, no go say adrian answer okay uh i i've said this to the church before i'm a trained extrovert yeah, sure oh. i'm naturally more introverted I enjoy books and thinking Mm. and writing and and hiking and being with my family Mm -hmm. and getting out on a lake. I I enjoy all those things. They're very refreshing. I genuinely enjoy being alone with God, praying, 
it's not something I have to do. It's something I enjoy doing. Yeah. So um, that's probably more what refreshes me. But yeah. I do love people. Yeah. And I really enjoy Sunday mornings. And I can get refreshed by, oh, uh, huh. by big groups of people. It's just probably uh, can't do it as much as, sure. as some people can. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, what dish do you cook the best? Uh, I think my family would probably say uh, fish Ooh, in really? a number of different ways. Mm. Yeah, sometimes I'll fry fish. Sometimes mm. we'll do it on the skillet. Sometimes I'll grill salmon mm. on a cedar plank. Ugh. Um, so some of those, but there's, I actually, I like cooking. Yeah. I, I love to cook a good steak. It, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. How do you answer the phone? Hi, this is Adrian. Every, to everyone? What if you know him? What if it's Susie? Well, I can't tell you that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's classified. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Hi, this is Adrian. Okay. Love it. Simple, straightforward. Okay. Your car low fuel light comes on. What do you do? Keep driving for another 50 miles. <laughs> Have you ever run out of gas? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Only twice. Only twice. <laughs> Only twice. <laughs> I love it. Once was with a girlfriend. Oh, no. Way back, you know, in previous life when I was, who knows, I don't know, 20? Oh, no. 21. And we were in Wyoming in the middle of nowhere. Oh, no. Going to a wedding fall for my friend and ran out of gas in literally the middle of nowhere probably oh. 70 miles far from the closest oh. gas station and so oh. i had my first experience with hitchh- hitchhiking as well okay well that was very insightful i've learned my lesson <laughs> yeah. kind of i was gonna say when you go through that do you not wait as long or you just still push it you push still it. push it. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Get inside. So if we ever see you hitchhiking, we should just know, oh, he just ran out of gas. Pick me up. I'm yeah, friendly. Yeah, pick him up. <laughs> Help a man out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. Oh, thanks, Adrian. That was so fun. Okay. As our listeners know, we are focusing on joining the mission for a year and We would love to hear you share about a time that you've joined the mission and just what that impact was or what you've experienced. I think maybe the first time that I joined the mission through the church was through a ministry called Lamb's Lunch. Hmm. And hmm. Lamb's Lunch was a collective effort through many churches in Boulder, Colorado, where I first cut my teeth in ministry. Hmm. And it was a really holistic uh, ministry for the homeless in yeah. Boulder. And uh, I got to organize teams of people that would go on Saturdays to another church in town. And uh, we would cook a meal, prepare a meal, serve the meal, clean up after the meal. But then in addition to that, we had like a hugging ministry. That there was a line of people that would provide hugs to folks before they came through the meal line. And then Mm. there were others that just were responsible for sitting at the table. And then there's always uh, someone who would provide a few worship songs and mm. a simple message. And uh, then sometimes we'd also provide haircuts uh, or so cool. socks. Yeah. And um, it, it just was, it was a ministry that, that taught me a lot on so many different levels. Number one, I had to organize. So I learned how to be a strong organizer, which is critical. You can't get much done unless you are able to influence people and then organize them to act together. 
and uh, given an opportunity to do that was was really um, it, was, it was challenging for me and it helped me hmm. grow my skills hmm. mm-hmm. uh, significantly hmm. um, it also helped me develop vision hmm. and then uh, uh, that's kind of like the first times that I ever preached interesting was in front of the homeless oh so cool and hmm. uh, and, and I just learned from that hmm. that people are people. Yeah. Oh, doesn't matter where you go, doesn't matter what their background is, uh, they all have mm-hmm. really difficult and painful stories just like we all do, but people are people. And yeah. I learned from many homeless that the difference between them and me is I had the margin of a great family. Mm. Yep. Oh, or, my goodness, yep. you know, uh, if I lost my job, I had people to rely on and I had places yep. to go and, and many times they didn't. And so it, it just tore down a lot of the stereotypes though that I had mm. and grew in me a compassion um, and a desire for those folks. And uh, it was really cool to be an interdenominational oh. uh, effort as well of many yeah. churches p- providing this. And mm-hmm. it resulted in some long-term relationships. One guy uh, I've shared with the church before, his name's Tony. He's an associate mm-hmm. pastor now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another yeah. guy named Cliff is still a long-term friend. But and those mm-hmm. two guys, Pop, particularly became long-term friends for me. And um, so that was a, a great way to start joining the mission for the first time. And I think it was it was probably the first time that I ever realized, wow, uh, how God will use very ordinary people mm, in tremendous sure. ways for the expansion of his kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's such a good reminder. <clears throat> okay, Adrian, last question. What would you say to someone who is just kind of watching all this and thinking, I want to join the mission, but maybe they're nervous. Maybe they have some obstacles in their mind, whatever. What would you say? What advice would you give? I think uh, you can jump into something and not commit to it forever. Oh, yeah. Yep. So hmm. uh, some ministry leaders talk about giving something a test drive. Yeah. And I, I've given many things a test drive over the years and learned that I'm not good at a number of different ministries. Totally. And that's, that's okay. That's a great thought, yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And God has not made each of us to do every ministry. He's hmm. made each of us with certain gifts that we would operate in some area of ministry. Yep. And a lot of that you just learn through trial and error. That's so good, yeah. And so take a test drive mm-hmm. and pray through it. I think a spiritual gifts class, like the one Todd is teaching here soon, is helpful. Yep. Um, I used to teach a class like that, and it was really, really helpful for, for people figuring out how they're specifically made. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to make an unending commitment. You can tell our ministry leaders, can I try this for three months? Yeah. That's okay. You guys decide together and you debrief together. Is this the right thing? Oftentimes, though, the way we learn ourselves, the way God has made us, is through reflected experience. It's not just mm. experiencing something, but it's reflecting with uh, someone else on whether it was beneficial or not, and yep. just proactively saying, "I'm, I'm going to do some trial and error here." Yeah, that's so good. That's a great word. Okay, Adrian, thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Justin. Yep. Thanks, listeners. We'll talk to you next time.